News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Well, I am joined by conservative attorney and former Texan, Mark Pulliam. Uh, Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit of your background. uh, As I kind of introduced you before I brought you on here, we were talking just a little bit about the battle that you and several other conservative attorneys that uh, I consider friends uh, have found themselves in with the State Bar of Texas. So I'd like to get into a, a few of those details with you. But why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about why a former California attorney, Texan, now... Tennessean, is that what you consider yourself right. at this point, right. um, is doing uh, with the State Bar of Texas and what your disagreement is? Well, thanks, Luke, and thanks for having me on your show. So uh, I went to the University of Texas Law School. Mm-hmm. Uh, I practiced for 30 years in California, moved back to Texas, became a member of the Texas Bar, and My interest in this issue that the Fifth Circuit recently decided of the First Amendment rights of coerced dues payers, basically, is something that started in law school when uh, the Supreme Court decided uh, a case called Abood versus Detroit Board of Education, which involves uh, union members, public government employee union members who are being compelled to support political activities of their union as a condition of employment. And I, when that decision came out, I thought this is a terribly wrong decision. And actually one of the first things I ever wrote, uh, even before I graduated from law school was an essay on this case at Boone. Mm. And for, uh, this was like in 1979. And lo and behold, 40 years later almost, the US Supreme Court finally recognized the error in that decision. and in uh, 2018 issued a decision, Janus versus American Federation for State Municipal State County Municipal Employees, hmm. overruled Abood. And the thing is that state bars and government employee unions are very similar. That you are uh, required to pay money by the government to do something, to either have a government job or to be able to practice law. And these dues are being used by an organization, either a government union or a state bar to engage in not 100% political activities, but in a program that includes political activities. Mm -hmm. And so after this Janus case came out in 2018, um, and I should back up a minute. So the U.S. Supreme Court, after they issued this Abood decision, which I thought was wrong, uh, in in 1990, they got around to deciding the First Amendment rights of lawyers who are being compelled to belong to a bar association. It was a case out of California, Keller, mm. and they upheld that, citing Abood. Mm. And so a lot of people thought, I thought, well, if Abood is gone, that means that uh, Janus means eventually this Keller case is going to have to get overruled also. Mm-hmm. But it's you know, these cases don't overrule themselves. You have to you know, bring a lawsuit. You have to yep. take it up the chain uh, and get it in front of the court again. So long story short, when uh, 
we had the opportunity when uh, people were talking about uh, mounting a challenge and did anybody know about somebody who'd be interested in becoming part of that challenge? I volunteered along mm. with uh, our friend Tony McDonald yep. and Josh Hammer. Yep. Um, and uh, and so we were fortunate enough to have some excellent lawyers. And so a little over two years ago, a lawsuit was filed in federal court in Austin. And after we got a initially unfavorable decision from uh, Lee Yackel, uh, the district judge in Austin, uh, we went to the Fifth Circuit. And on July 2nd, just before the holiday weekend, we got uh, an Independence Day present uh, from the Fifth Circuit. And for the first time, a court of appeal has declared a compulsory dues arrangement by a state bar unconstitutional under the mm. First Amendment. And uh, that case decision is still not final, final. Uh, there's some procedural stuff going on right now. The state bars seeking rehearing before the Fifth Circuit, but uh, it's a very important decision, uh, not just for these three plaintiffs, but for the 120,000 lawyers in California or in Texas who are required to pay dues to the state bar of Texas as a condition mm -hmm. of, of practicing law. So this is a this is a a huge shift with pretty big implications, right? Because and my sister's currently in law school. I, of course, have friends that are conservative attorneys all over the state. Um, and so you graduate law school. And uh, I think of it like, so I'm a realtor, right? So I take my classes and I go and get my realtor's license. Um, and then I can join the San Antonio Board of Realtors, right? And that's, I need to join them to be able to call myself a realtor. I am not a realtor if not, I'm not a member of this organization. But at the same time, I'm not prohibited from being a licensed real estate agent if I'm not a member of SABOR, San Antonio Board of Realtors, right? I'm still a licensed real estate agent. I can still literally sit down with you and put an offer in on a house and go back and forth on these contracts. I can do everything except for there are certain uh, privileges I have with SABOR. I get access to the multiple listing service. I get this stuff. But in the practice of law, correct me if I'm wrong, that's not what the state bar is like, right? You, it essentially is a monopoly where you have to be a member if you want to practice law in the state of Texas. Is that correct? Well, yes, no. So we are not, this is not a challenge to the, uh, the ability of the state to regulate the legal profession correct. or to require licensing of correct. lawyers. That's so what I'm we're, this is not an occupational licensure case. Correct. So correct. now not every state does it the way that Texas does it. Hmm. In Tennessee, for example, in order to be a lawyer, you have to take a, an exam and you have to you know, pass subject to ethical standards and so forth. But that's all you do. Hmm. That's all they do is they're in the licensing business yep. and regulation business. And if you want to belong to a our association that engages in lobbying and education and other things, that's optional. You're not yes. required to do that. So that's... Uh, so that's uh, what you call a bifurcated bar where the yep. licensing and the advocacy are separate. 31 yep. states, including Texas, are what they call integrated bars where mm. they do both. And so that you, you know, if you want to belong, if you want to get your license, uh, 
then you have to, so it's like being required to belong to the ABA as a condition of practicing law or the Federalist Society for that matter. So not everybody wants to belong to the Federalist Society and you don't have to, but in Texas, if you want to practice law, you have to pay dues to the state bar. And our contention was, if, if you're going to force us to do it, you cannot engage in political activities yep. that are not germane to the legal profession. And the Fifth Circuit said there were things yep. that they were doing that were not germane, and that made it a violation of the First Amendment. No, that makes perfect sense to me. And that's actually what I was ca- kind of hinting at. That, and that's good that you clarified, because like when it comes to being a realtor, they're bifurcated, right? I am a real estate agent because the state has licensed me. And then I can go independently join the San Antonio Board of Realtors and they lobby and they have a pack and I don't always agree with them. And we sometimes agree, that's fine. And I can make my decision on how and what I want to do, but it doesn't keep me. If I said, I don't like the San Antonio Board of Realtors, I want to just be a licensed real estate agent. I could still practice being a real estate agent. I can still practice that without being tied to that association. But in Texas with the bar, we've, t- we basically combined the two, right? Texas real estate commission and say, and the Texas board of realtors are now the same entity when it comes to the legal profession. And so y'all go in and Tennessee is basically, like you said, separated. Texas says you're going to come in and here's the truth. The state bar, when they are engaging politically are usually left of center. They're usually arguing at least from what I have seen, and I'm in the Capitol and I've been all around Texas politics for a while. And more often than not, when the state bar comes out and talks about things, they do so from a left of center worldview. And so to I would also, even go further than that. It's not just generally, it's it's almost a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. And yeah. it's not just slightly to the left. It is a, a full-blown Democrat party version of, of policy. And yeah. so if you start looking at you know, the 120,000 lawyers in Texas and then all of the lawyers in the other 30 states that are subject to this, if this makes it to the Supreme Court and if the Supreme Court overturns the Keller case, it will be a major impact on yep. the legal profession nationwide. Yeah. So not only in Texas, and that's another cool thing about this case, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, I, you know, we like talking about Texas things in on the podcast, but also that I believe have national implications. And the truth is this lawsuit started in Texas by three members of the Texas State Bar. It's going through the Fifth Circuit. It could go up through the process. But if this, if y'all's position is ultimately upheld, this will not only impact Texas, but the other 30 states as well, correct? That all have this compulsory uh you know, basically compulsory membership. Yes. And and if in the process, the Supreme Court has to overrule this Keller case, it will be replaced by McDonald v. Longley. So oh. Tony will be. Uh, How epic would that it, be? Well, it made history. This is awesome. Oh, man. Uh, this is going to be. Uh, no, this is this is very exciting. I'm so grateful that you came on and kind of explained it to our viewers because I definitely couldn't have explained it in this type of detail. And I want people to know that these battles are happening. Um, You know, last week we talked about the Texas Ethics Commission and state agencies who are advancing the transgender ideas with the Health and Human Services Commission. Just in case you didn't know this, Mark, the Health and Human Services Commission in Texas now gives you three sex options for your baby. This is in Texas, male, female, and question mark um, that you can do. So that's 
strange. Uh, but these are often kind of in the weeds type issues. And very few Texans are sitting there back on their front porch following the Fifth Circuit opinions. That's just the truth. And so I hope that people pay attention to this case as it's going through. I know that you and Tony and Josh will be keeping us up to date. Is there anywhere that people should go kind of to follow this case in particular? If you just type in McDonald v. Longley, do a Google search, Mm -hmm. uh, you'll get a copy of the decision, all 35 pages of it. But uh, there's also a lot of uh, news articles that were written and any updates will get reported. It may not get reported in your a fake news newspaper, yep. but it'll be out there on the internet. And uh, so I think another thing just to keep in mind is that when it comes to making legal challenges to things, uh, you have to have standing. You have to have somebody yes. who has a stake, who's willing to oppose it in person. And uh, it takes people willing to maybe uh, you know, generate some unpopularity. You're going to mm-hmm. make some enemies. But if you want to change things, you need to be willing to take a stand. Mm. And that's something that all of your listeners could uh, benefit from is that, uh, you know, uh, you have to be willing to put a stake in this. And, uh, and we did, and it has paid off. And so uh, we're, pretty, we're pretty happy about uh, what the Fifth Circuit did. Well, we're going to continue to follow the case. We'll bring updates to our listeners as it progresses through the process. We One of the things I've figured out about the court system is that it's a very slow process. As you you know talked about filing this lawsuit two years ago, right? So this is, this is probably potentially another year or two uh, ahead of us, but seems to have uh, a good shot at potentially setting the entire, you know, protecting all these lawyers across the nation uh, from having their their speech compelled and being forced to basically fund the left. That's another thing we talk about a lot on the show is just the, the idea. It's the same thing with all of our money, Texas taxpayer money getting shoveled into Facebook to give them more opportunity to build data centers or wind turbines. And, and often these companies and corporations that are not aligned with our values that we're being forced to fund. This to me is just another one that fits into that piece of the puzzle to say, this is an area where the left has figured out how to compel all of us to fund their agenda. And they're really good at it. They're good at it with the public school system. They're good at it with the state bar system. They've figured out, can you imagine how, what the left would do if there was some organization where a bunch of leftists were compelled to give them money and then they spread family values and Christian heritage of the United States all around, it wouldn't happen. Um, And so thank you so much for standing with Tony and Josh in this battle for updating our listeners and for just giving us a little bit of your time today, Mark. I really appreciate it. Sure. Anytime. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messias Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless Texas.